0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, February 18th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, In 2018, an inmate died from a reported drug overdose at the Missouri Eastern Correctional Center in Pacific. But an internal investigation revealed officers did not follow departmental policy when they restrained him, and his family is looking for answers.
1: I just wish everything could just go back. I just wish none of this would have never happened.
0: St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan has that story in just a few minutes. First, the headlines. The Missouri House has again passed a measure to create a statewide prescription drug monitoring program. Here's St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll. More than 80 percent of the state's population is covered under St. Louis County's PDMP already. This measure would essentially expand that statewide. Missouri is the only state in the country that does not have a statewide program, but some argue passing one will drive people to the illicit market, spiking the number of overdose deaths. State Representative Holly Rader, a Republican from Sykeston, has sponsored the measure for years, and she refutes that claim. And to say that all of these states that have passed this and the Trump administration that is pushing for these are to blame for the deaths is reckless and ridiculous. In recent years the measure has failed in the senate and similar pushback is expected there this year as well in jefferson city i'm jacqueline driscoll st louis public radio also out of the missouri state capitol house democrats have filed several bills to help solve issues with the state's medicaid program two of the proposals have republican support one would streamline the process of applying for medicaid and other public assistance another filed by state representative sarah Unsicker, a democrat from shrewsbury would allow children who qualify to remain enrolled for a year before re-verification. Our system needs to catch up with today's workforce where not everyone works nine to five and incomes fluctuate as overtime or seasonal work opportunities come and go. By guaranteeing coverage for a full year, we can prevent kids from falling through the cracks. Democrats also want Governor Mike Parson to pause the process of dropping people from Medicaid until the state can sort out why roughly 60,000 eligible children have lost coverage. Parson was not immediately available for comment. The Chesterfield Mall has been purchased by the Steinberg Group. The St. Louis headquartered real estate development firm is calling its redevelopment of the struggling mall downtown Chesterfield. Vice President Tim Lowe says it will be a mixed-use development with residential, office, and retail space. The Steinberg Group bought the Sears building at the mall in 2018 and says it will work with remaining landowners, Macy's and Dillard's, regarding the proposed development. St. Louis Public Radio published an investigation last year of drug overdoses in Missouri prisons. We profiled an inmate named Donald Hudson who died from a reported overdose at the state prison in Pacific in 2018. An internal investigation by the Department of Corrections revealed Hudson was improperly restrained while he was overdosing. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzon has the story.
1: Tasha Franks remembers her brother Donald Hudson as a kind-hearted kid who liked to play with Barbie dolls. He was really goofy.
0: <laughs> he was a
1: nice person. Their mom was addicted to drugs, and one day she left and never came back. Hudson, who was about 10 years old, moved into a vacant house in North St. Louis with his siblings. Frank says they slept in their clothes under piles of blankets, trying to keep warm. did nobody help us. We had to fend for ourselves. So we had to be grown-ups before our time. About three decades later, in 2018, Hudson's funeral was held just a few blocks from that same vacant house. Hudson had been serving time at Missouri Eastern Correctional Center in Pacific. He died after taking K-2, an illegal drug that can cause hallucinations and elevated heart rate. At the time, Cody Umfris was a lieutenant at the prison. He wasn't on duty when Hudson overdosed, but Umfris says over about three years, he personally saw at least 50 other inmates who had taken K-2.
0: They're not in control of their bodies. Their arms are flailing around. They can be acting extremely openly, openly violent to, to staff and other inmates.
1: Umpfers says under department policy, any time an officer restrains an inmate, they're supposed to move them into an upright position as soon as possible.
0: If you have a combative individual and you place him on the ground and get him in handcuffs, we to quickly get them into a seated or standing position.
1: But according to an internal investigation by the Missouri Department of Corrections, that's not what happened the night Donald Hudson died. DOC investigator Daryl Wagoner reviewed video surveillance and interviewed six witnesses who said Hudson was combative. In the videos, Wagoner described a, quote, dogpile of seven or eight officers holding Hudson face down on the ground before restraining him. St. Louis Public Radio obtained the report summary. Here's an excerpt.
0: Wagoner stated that according to multiple witness accounts, Hudson was strapped face down to a medical backboard for an excessive amount of time, estimated 30 to 45 minutes.
1: In the report, Wagoner said the way Donald Hudson was restrained while he was overdosing, face down on a medical backboard, does not follow the standard operating procedures of the prison. The prison warden at the time, Jennifer Sashi, told investigators that Hudson was in no danger of suffocating while he was restrained. But that conflicts with what witnesses saw, according to the report.
0: It was also reported that Hudson possibly stopped breathing while he was being restrained to the backboard, not during the restraining process. One witness reported Hudson went limp and threw up blood.
1: The DOC declined an interview request for this story. According to the department's policy on mechanical restraints, officers are allowed to temporarily cuff an inmate's hands behind their back while escorting them within the prison. But DOC policy states that restraints should never be used in a way that restricts an inmate's blood circulation or breathing. Evan Schwartz is an associate professor of emergency medicine at Washington University. He says when the hospital treats people who have over overdosed on K2, they're very careful to be sure these patients can breathe normally.
0: The big thing is to make sure nothing is obstructing their ability to breathe and their ability for their chest to rise.
1: People on K2 can be frenetic, sometimes combative. In the hospital, Schwartz says they often use sedatives like benzodiazepines to help subdue them. He says it's much safer than physically restraining someone because the effects of K2 can last for a long time.
0: They could be you know, very agitated, hallucinating, Uh, maybe even psychotic for hours until the drug clears out of their system.
1: It's unclear if Missouri inmates who overdose on K-2 are given sedatives to help them calm down. We contacted Corizon, the for-profit company that provides health care in Missouri prisons, but they declined to speak with us. According to Hudson's toxicology report, he was given Narcan, which Schwartz says is not effective for a K-2 overdose. Back in St. Louis, Tasha Frank says she thinks about her brother all the time. While his official cause of death was a K-2 overdose, she's convinced that prison staff used too much force on him. I just wish everything could just go back. I just wish none of this would have never happened. Because I go to sleep I just think think about him. It's been more than a year since Hudson died. But for Franks, her grief is a wound that just won't heal. At least, she says, not until she gets justice for her brother. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom. This has been The Gateway.